really sorry. I actually had to pause it just then. So I think don't judge. If you can yeah. do that to someone's life, you have done a good job for the day. We're we gonna go about deep. Some deep things We're gonna go deep this. today. Yeah. Let's delve deep into the world that we don't want to look at because it's too scary, but there are people living it in their daily lives. Yep. So that should be your disclaimer. For those of you out there that have a pretty good life, be prepared to be shocked today. Hi, I'm Jamie, and you are listening to Life's Survival Kit, where I'm all about trying to help others make the most out of the life they are living. This podcast is your survival kit to life and gives you the necessary tools and knowledge with rules that will set you on the right path, as well as some inspiration along the way. So stay tuned. Due to popular demand today, I've brought back Vicky Bock to talk about her time as a youth support worker and what the biggest problems she saw facing young adults during this time were. So welcome back, Vicky. How are you today? Yeah, good. Thanks, Jamie. Thanks for having me back. Round two, here we go. Bring it on. Yep, exactly. <laughs> so you were a youth support worker for a long time. Did you enjoy your job? Yeah, I did. I've been a high school te- teacher since 2005 and I teach in the technology area, so manual arts uh, mainly. And what comes across my door as a manual arts teacher is some kids that need a lot of love in their life, that need support, that um, may not do so well in other subject areas, but can see success with practical work. So very hands-on students that may struggle in other areas. Um, And then I started volunteering for an organisation called Youth in Search, where we ran intensive weekend camps four times a year with kids that have gone through a lot in their lives. So it could be kids that are struggling with death of a family member, It could be that they're struggling with drugs and alcohol themselves uh, or a parent that has drug and alcohol abuse. Um, It could be any sort of trauma. So that might be anything from sexual abuse to um, self-harm to anything that that, that triggers a trauma in their life. Um, It it could be just not fitting in well with with friends at school, um, being a bit lost themselves, struggling with their sexuality. Um, We'd take them away for a weekend and teach them or get them to look at what their issues were and what was triggering poor behaviour choices or uh, what was holding them back in life to be the best person that they could possibly be. So that, I did that for a few years um, with Youth in Search and that was really eye-opening and it changed my career as a teacher and how I interacted with my students and how I taught them since I did my volunteer work with that. And then I did 12 months um, working at the Youth Hub here in Chinchilla and also working as a youth support coordinator in Miles. So um, got to sit in a courtroom and, and um, have a couple of clients go through there, writing references from them and seeing how the court system worked. A bit of youth justice there. And, and also did a lot of support work with the Miles kids and, and that ranged from you know, keeping them engaged in schools to um, just getting them to show up every day to finding homes for kids that may have been kicked out that afternoon and had nowhere to go that night. So I, I had a big variety. I've, I've seen extreme trauma cases to just I'm not fitting in well with my friends and I've had a blow up with my friends and, and things like that. So I've seen a big variety over the years of my career and uh, every day is different. Yeah. 
Well, you talk about the youth hub in Chinchilla. I actually remember when that was around and it was a really good opportunity for kids that didn't have like a nice place to go after school they to get their homework done. They could go there, they could get help with their homework, get some food, get something in their tummies and just have a bit of support around them. So I actually thought that was a really good thing in the town. So it's actually a bit sad that it's not yeah, here we, anymore. We had a great... So You Can Search um, was a funder of that and also the Apex Club in town and the community centre in town. So the three of those organisations got together and said, we need this in our town. Um, so they did a trial for the 12 months or just over 12 months to two years um, of how it was going to operate. Uh, and then the funding sort of was dropped and it's now been sort of put into schools a bit more. So in schools now, there are a lot of support networks that students can access yeah. more than an exterior thing that's not inside the school grounds, which can be a good or a bad thing depending on what relationship you have with your schooling environment. But there is a lot of support now sitting in our schools, which is fantastic to see. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. I know at the school I went to, the high school, um, they started a breakfast club once a week. Kids could come to school early and just have something so that they knew they had at least one feed that day. So going back to your time as a teacher and working as a youth support person and just in the schools, what are some of the main challenges you saw that these young people face or what they would struggle with the most? Every student comes with their own carry bag. And in that carry bag can be a, a variety of different things that affect their life and their behaviour because everything is linked together with behaviour. We behave in a certain way because we're missing something of the big picture. There's a fellow called Dr. William Glasser and he has a wonderful theory called choice theory. And if you haven't heard of it, jump on Google, look him up. <laughs> William Glasser is um, like a behaviour psychologist and he looks into this theory called choice theory, meaning that our behaviour is linked to something that is missing in our quality world picture. So William Glasser believes that we have five main key points of um, life survival. So one is survival, um, having belonging, power, freedom and fun. Now, if one of those is missing or two of those or more is missing from your life in a particular way so that need is not being met, our behaviour changes to try and find that need. Now, what that means is if, for example, you have a young person that might be struggling with connectedness and this seems to be the biggest issue I see with young people these days is connectedness to something, connectedness to a parent, connectedness to a friend, connectedness to themselves, that seems to be the biggest thing missing which is triggering other behaviours. So if I'm not feeling connected to a, a source that gives me love, for example a parent or a good friendship group or a stable environment, I'm going to then look for a source to fill that void in my quality world picture. So I might find love through maybe poor choices of behavior. So if I want to feel connected and I've got a group of people that may be making not the most um, correct choices with regards to the law, but they're willing to have me in their group, so gang behavior, and they're willing to include me and I'm going to feel connected, that's where I'm going to go because I'm missing it through other sources. I think the main problem with youth these days and I think it's also spilling a lot into adulthood because of the social media and the, the disconnected conversation that people 
now don't have on the buses or have in the shops or in the main street or saying good day to someone that is impacting hugely on the psychology of yeah. who you are as a person because our main survival as human beings is to feel love and connectedness to something um, some people feel it to their animals some people feel it to their parents some people might feel it to a, a particular person in their life that um, is a huge influence some might see their kids some might see a brother or sister or sibling an auntie there's got to be someone in your quality world picture that you are connected to and if that doesn't happen that's when poor behavior choices start coming into play so things could be alcohol abuse um, self-harm it could be looking at you know not hanging out with the right sort of good influences in your life turning towards more promiscuous behavior to try and find a connectedness in that sort of way so becoming more sexually active at a young age because they're not and and our sexual active active age now is i think is 11 for students so 11 is now the the um, age that it's happening which is absolutely horrendous because they're still babies they're still kids yeah. themselves but because we are missing a huge problem here with with regards to people disconnecting to each other it's flowing onto our little people because as adults, we're not talking to our kids. One of our main problems in young people, like as in lilies from preppies onwards, is oral language because they don't talk to their parents. They do not know how to have a conversation because mum and dad are too busy coming in from work and they jump on their phones, go through social media, see what the Joneses are doing next door, and they forget to talk to their kids. So one of our main problems is that connectedness with someone. And I think that's where um, these issues are coming into young people. I'm really sorry. I actually had to pause it just then because I cannot believe that you said that age 11 is the age that kids are getting sexually active. Like, I think that's really sad it's that horrifying. they're at that age. They're looking, they have to look for somebody else to feel like they're being loved or feel like they're being yeah. needed. It, it's horrifying, Jamie. It really is. And some of these young people have traumatic backgrounds. So they might have had sexual abuse themselves as little, little people. Um, they might have been um, neglected as children. So, so the 11-year-old the cases are probably your extreme end. It's not a all 11-year-olds are sexually active, but the number's becoming less because they're missing a lot of love and stability in their little lives. Um, and it's absolutely heartbreaking, absolutely heartbreaking. I had um, a case where when I was working with Youth in Search, we had the extreme cases. We're talking about kids that have had extreme trauma. And this 14-year-old girl was used as payment for drugs for her father. So dad had to repay her debts. So the um, drug supplier would use the 14-year-old girl for payment. Mm -hmm. um, dad couldn't pay one day and she wasn't home. So they found her and absolutely flogged her. Flogged her senseless, put her in hospital to get back at dad. Now, these are extreme cases, but this yeah. is the stuff that is happening that a lot of the majority of people don't actually see. Yeah. And it's it's so heartbreaking to see where these young people are, are, are in situations that they won't even ask to be put in, but the adults yeah. around them aren't making good choices for their own children. We've got foster care systems that are absolutely overflowing and they cannot find foster cares that are not in it for just money. You know, a lot yeah. of these foster care kids end up in situations that are probably worse than what they were in with their own family. Um, there are foster carers that do a wonderful job and they are absolutely the, the saints of the world. And then there are some other people that don't make good enough choices being foster care parents. 
So sometimes these these young people that get pulled out of these horrible situations actually get put into worse situations. Um, yeah. I've I've dealt with kids that have lost parents through suicide. I've dealt ki with kids that have um, had a death of a family member. So it might have been a mother, it might have been a father, it might have been a sibling. Um, it, I've had kids that have had sexual trauma from very early ages um, when they were infants um, through to you know being sexually abused weekly from family members or people that were known to the family. Um, so all these things come with baggages, like I was saying before, carry-on luggage. So there are people walking around our community that might have what you think a chip on their shoulder or, you know, they get away with this or, you know, they don't make good choices. You know, these are bad people. It's probably because they're carrying around a lot of heavy stuff in their carry-on luggage. They are carrying that burden around with them all day. And as a youth worker, we would try and get kids or young people to start looking at why is a factor in their life and how can we overcome that big hurdle to achieve better with life. So instead of having that carry-on luggage and carrying that around everywhere with you, how do we take some of those heavy things out of that bag and get you to achieve something in life and not let it hold you back? Because you can imagine with trauma comes a lot of psychological issues. So it might be triggers that come out of nowhere that you just go, wow, I did not see that coming. And I remember having a situation as a teacher. There was a big lad who was, oh, he's a giant, like he was six foot four or something and built like a front rower in the, in, in the footy. He's just a massive kid, and I was the camel that broke his straw back. And I didn't know that he had trauma that morning through um, a family member basically threatening his mother that he was going to come and get her. And but I didn't realise this. And I've said to this kid, you know, can you just get into line, mate? And he just blew up and just exploded because I was just that last straw yeah. in his bag, you know. And um, I just apologised to him and said, "Look, mate, I didn't, I didn't realise, but you know, I, I just need you to get into line. I'm, I'm so, so sorry that I've caused this angst in you because he yeah. ended up leaving, and I felt horrible that you know I was the cause of that. So sometimes it, it's, it's better to be kind because you just do not know what these people have been through in their lives, and it even comes to adults. You might be talking to someone that you've known for years and years and years, and have no idea that they were sexually abused as a kid or you yeah. have no idea that you know they've had a death in their family that's really traumatized them or seen a death in their family or you know it's this sort of stuff that we just don't see as as regular citizens that is going yeah. on in our world and it's just it's an eye-opener working with youth and the problem's getting worse and worse because we aren't connected like i was saying before we're just not connected to something and there is something in our world that is missing and we go and look for it in other areas Going back to the choice theory, so when I first started teaching, uh, the high school that I was in was a, a choice theory school and we looked a lot on William Glass's theories. And that's what has steered my career as, as a teacher and also as a youth worker was those five principles. And every time that there has been a behaviour issue in my classroom or um, working with the youth when I did the youth work, um, there was something missing in that person's life. It was either um, the survival wasn't there, so they were being neglected as kids or they were you know, not being supported and they didn't have a roof over their head or they didn't have a good structure in their life. So that survival instinct was missing. So they were then trying to build up the other four just to try mm. and compensate for that survival. So it might be, you know, um, in, instead of you know, going home where there was an unstable environment, they might go um, sleep on the couch of a friend's house or would go find um, somewhere on the streets to sleep that night because it was better than choosing to go home and those sorts yeah. of things. Um, 
so the, the that's survival then there's freedom so freedom might be um, them not feeling empowered enough to make their own choices make their their own um, will will to do whatever they like basically um, having fun so you know being put under the pump so just think of the times in your life when you've been stressed going I've got assignment after assignment to do or I've got to get all this all these works done and my to-do list is getting bigger and bigger and bigger often our behavior then becomes I just want fun I just want to be able to breathe I just want to relax I just want to get out there and, and just not yeah. think about what's in front of me right now because it's very overwhelming so and then you've got belonging is a huge one and that seems to be the one that is missing now going with connectedness goes hand in hand belonging to something that makes you feel worth mm. belonging to something that makes you feel worth because if you feel worth you don't need to look for external things to make you feel worth so what that could mean is um i've got a really good friend we're at school we're each other's rock we help each other through it and then all of a sudden another person comes in and my friendship is then strained or yeah. I don't have that connectedness there anymore. I don't feel belonged in this relationship or in this friendship. So I then go and look for other areas that may not be of good choices to fill that void because I'm so hurt. The, the power and the freedom are similar, but the, your power is that um, not feeling like you could be the absolute best that you can be. And when your power is taken away from you, you don't feel that worth. So it all comes back to feeling the best that you possibly can and having that self-worth of who you are. And if you take one of those away, that's when this void is then having to be filled. Mm. And I think the thing is that, like you said, there's you've seen some pretty serious cases, but mm. there is also cases that, not that they're not as bad, but there's things that happen in your life that other people might look at and go, oh, why would that have... Uh, like why would that be a traumatic experience for you why would you be suffering from that but it doesn't not matter how small or big the issue is it is an issue or it's a traumatic mm. experience and it does have underlying eff effects to people it's in general i'll just jump in there because look at your quality world picture and this once again is a word that comes from glasser he's a good blow look him up um, he talks about your quality world picture. Now, my quality world picture as a 30, um, a 38-year-old woman, my quality world picture is completely different to your quality world picture. Mm. So something that affects my life is definitely not going to affect your life because yeah. we're in two different boats going to, down two different rivers because my quality world has two kids, a farm, a husband, etc., etc. Your quality world is getting your career off the ground, knowing where you fit in with the world. I'm, I'm loving dancing. I've got this going. Yeah, so exactly. We're two different things. Mm. And there is no... There's nothing to say that your dramas, like you were saying before, is any different to my dramas. I can show empathy and sympathy. So if I'm showing sympathy to something, I can go, oh, I can see that that's really a struggle for you or a really issue for you. If I'm showing empathy, I'm actually going, do you know what? I've had something very similar to that happen. I can understand exactly what mm. you're going through. There's two different things there. Should we be going, oh, you know how sometimes you go, oh, I've got nothing to complain about because... X, Y, and Z is happening to something else, yeah. to someone else. I can show sympathy and go, that's a really crappy life to be in and that really sucks for you. I'm super sorry. And go, but my situation in my life, it might be I've got a sick kid today and I've still got to try and get the shopping done and get the bills done and I've got to go to work and I've got to... So that to me is my issue and my thing that's going to be my um, rock in the shoe for the day. Mm. 
but do I make it out to be a huge problem or a big problem is up to me depending on what else has affected my life at that particular point in, in time there. So yes, it, I might not have the trauma that someone else is carrying around, but in my quality world picture, that's a big thing. If I've got a sick kid and I don't know, you know, they, that kid might have been sick before and ended up in hospital, but to somebody else yeah. that hasn't had a kid that's gone into hospital, I'll go, oh, come on, mate, it's just a sick kid. You know, yeah. Harden up, what's going on? But we never know what our, what's in someone else's carry bag. Exactly. So you've got to show kindness. You've got to be kind. And we need to teach kids how to be kind. Mm. So when they hit high school or, or get the social media rights in their life, we've got to teach these kids, don't be a little asshole and go on there and say that, you know, you should go top yourself because you're an idiot and no one likes you. Mm. Be kind. Choose kindness. So go, oh, I can see that you're wearing some red shoes. They're really cool. Thanks. You know, or... You know, find something nice to say about yeah. someone. If you see someone down the street that's got a nice dress on, I always say to them, I love your dress. Those colours are awesome. Yeah. And you can see this face just lights up and I've oh, been a compliment. Thank you very much. And you see them walk away with their shoulders back, head up, and like, yeah, I'm rocking a good dress today. Um, if I've got a kid in my classroom or if I've got a kid that's showing up for the first time in the week, I'm not going to be up his bum because he hasn't done his homework and he hasn't done this. I'm like, it's so good to see you today. I'm so glad you've got here and i'm yeah. super excited to see you so let's, let's get into it let's get done you know it's what you say to someone can affect their mood mm. and if you choose kindness you're going to be just the glowing light for them for that particular hour for that particular day for that particular yeah. moment you know and, and that's what a lot of people are struggling with is they just choosing to be an asshole instead of being kind you mm. know choose your words nicely choose to be a nice human being yeah. to other human beings you know, it's, it's easy to, to think that, um, you know, you can go online and, and say something nasty about someone on Facebook or TikTok or Instagram or what all these young people are doing these days. <laughs> you know, it's so easy just to go, oh, yeah, you're an idiot or, yeah, like you do that, sure, whatever. Or you can go, I'm going to see the nice thing in this and go, well done, you've had a go here. Good job. Yeah. Because that's going to boost someone's esteem and make them feel worth. Yeah. That worth, that self-worth. You're going to build that little bubble up and fill their tank up, so to speak. Their love tank to make them feel like they belong somewhere, that they count and that they matter. If you can yeah. do that to someone's life, you have done a good job for the day. Yeah, I totally agree. I know in, I think it was just my last episode, I said everyone can be a nice person. It's whether you choose to be that nice person or not. And whether you choose to be that nice person or not also can affect other people's lives. Like you said, if you go and choose to do the like be that nasty person and go on and comment bad things, you're going to be adding to the trauma and adding to these this psychological damage to these people. Whereas if you decide and go that good job, like I'm so proud of you working hard or stuff like that, you're lessening that trauma because they're probably hearing those nasty things from other people. But if you're going to be that person and go, you know what, good on you, like I'm good job you're lessening that for them and you're helping them out. And yeah, that's the yeah. thing. You want all those five things in your life. And if you can be that person that gives it to someone else, that fulfills them for them. And that's what you want to do. Yep, spot on. And, and that's what's going to lift people up. Always try and lift people up. Yeah, because it all comes down to self-worth. Yeah. It all comes down to that self-worth. If you can't be kind to yourself and build up that self-worth, that's where you get the issues. And that's where the problems start. So, you know, like you said, Jamie, being kind to yourself and being kind to others builds self-worth. You get bombarded. Social media is just 
horrible at the same time as being awesome. Yeah. It can connect you to people that you haven't seen for years and years and years, and you may have distance between you, but it can be bloody horrible as well because people just aren't nice. Like, there is no yeah. point... Not, Keyboard you, warriors. Yeah, if you don't have something nice to say, shut your mouth and don't say anything at all. You're not helping the situation, and it drives me up the wall. And yeah. even if you weren't going to say it to someone in real life, why would you say it on a comment that they can read every day of every hour and just roll it over in their head and burn it into their memory? Yeah, exactly. Because then they're going to start thinking to themselves. They're going to start thinking, oh, I'm not worthy enough. And this is why young people are topping themselves, and, and suicide rates are through the roof because... They're hearing it and they're seeing it and they're being bombarded by it. They cannot get away from it. You, yep. you can't say, you get the older generation go, well, just turn your phone off. No, it doesn't work like that because yeah. then you've got fear of missing out. Mm-hmm. If I'm not in the loop and if I'm not knowing what's going on, I'm then going to be more ostracized because I, I'm missing the jokes. I'm not understanding what happened that day and I don't know what's going on here so they're not going to like me more because I don't I don't feel yeah. like I'm fitting in. I'm not connected. There's that word again. I'm not connected. And that's why we have this big problem because you can't just turn off the phone. You, you, you just can't do it because you're then going to perpetuate the situation more. Mm. But what you can do is limit to how long you're on there. So, you know, I've got a, a message on my phone that pops up that if I've been on social media for an hour because I go down the rabbit hole with those videos yeah. for craft and, and I just go, oh, my gosh, I just want to make that mosaic or I want to do that polymer clay. An hour's passed, I've just gone... Oh my God, I've been watching this social media for an hour and I'm an old person, let alone a young person that knows how to do it. And yeah. I've just gone, this is crazy. So an hour has passed. I haven't even realized. Um, whereas some people take that moment and just decide to be nasty for that hour. Mm. I just don't understand why people do that. You know, it fulfills their bubble of making themselves feel yeah. empowered. Oh, there's one of those things that we're missing. They're feeling empowered. Yeah. They're feeling like I've, I've got that that freedom to say what I want because no one's here to judge me, even though I know secretly they're doing that online, but I can do that and I can feel like a champion yeah. and like a hero because I can say that you're an idiot online and have no repercussions for it. Mm. Um, so it, choice theory is, is a fascinating thing. It really is. Look it up, choice theory, um, and just have a bit of a read because it will change how you perceive things and why you yeah. behave the way you do. A lot of the time is those keyboard warriors, those people putting those nasty comments up on those social media platforms, sometimes they are the ones that have had that done to them. And so they go, oh, well, to make myself feel empowered because this person has said this about me and made me feel not empowered at all, I'm going to go then and do and say something nasty or do something wrong to feel empowered. Mm-hmm. Spot on. What are some things that these young people can do or ways you've helped young people with these struggles? The first thing you need to do is identify that that is an issue. A lot of folks seem to be in a bit of denial and they don't want to deal with the problem. And that's where the issues start is if you don't acknowledge that there is something missing, you won't change your behaviour. Until you acknowledge that there is something missing in your world, in your quality world picture, which is different for everyone, until you acknowledge that and are willing to face it, you're just going to continue doing what you've always done. Yeah. So if you don't change something and acknowledge it, the behavior will continue. Yeah, it's going to keep coming You can put band-aids on it. You can put a bit of sticky tape on it and stuff like that. But until you are ready, ready to go, this is the issue, I need to change this. So if you're ready to acknowledge that there's something in your life that is missing, 
work out a way to fix that problem in a positive choice. So there's ways that you can find the issue and find what's triggering the behavior, acknowledge it, and then work out a positive solution to fix it. So if it's a hardcore trauma, so um, sexual abuse, neglect, whatever, if there's a hardcore trauma, accept it, acknowledge it, and then get the professional help to fix it. Those sorts of massive traumas need professional help. No matter what or who or how strong you think you are, that needs professional help that can help you. So in a school environment, it could be um, guidance officers, it could be support workers, it could be chappies, it could be um, mental health for kids, it could be a a variety of different um, sources that you've got in schools. And that's a brilliant thing about schools. There's so much to pick from in schools. Um, that there's welfare teams that are now operating in schools that you know um, help kids in different ways to overcome different challenges. So there's lots and lots sitting inside your school grounds. Just got to ask the right people. Um, outside of the school grounds, you've got things like your kids helpline, your Beyond Blue, your Reach Out, your Headspace. There is so much resources online that you can tap into. Um, there are often people sitting in your community that you may not realise are there. So it's just about asking those questions to the right people. If that direction doesn't work, don't give up. Try a different direction. So that's my biggest tip is find someone to help you with those big issues that you feel absolutely confident and comfortable enough to divulge everything. Get it all on the table. Mm -hmm. Because if you don't do that, you're just not going to hit the issue to fix the behavior. Yeah. Well, I really like that you said that because I want to bring it back because, you know, I always do a rule and I always give a quote. And I love how you just spoke about that because my quote works really well with that which is sometimes the hardest part of struggling is reaching out to someone for help but that is also the part that will set you free and I think that's the part you've got to go and get that help if you can't make that decision in yourself that you need help and reach out to that person you're not going to fix it it's just going to keep on going and so the rule for this week is Go and get the help you need. If you need help, go get it. There's no point struggling or not talking to people about it and then having these issues ongoing because there's people that are out there and they want to help. Like Vicky said, there's all those different places online or even in your school systems. You can go and find them. And so, yeah, remember that, that the rule is find that help that you need. And also... Keep an eye on your buddies. Watch out for Mm. your mate. If you're noticing that your friend's struggling with something or their behavior's changing or their mood is changing or there is something that's not quite right, go have a hard conversation. Go and have that conversation going, what's going on? I've noticed this, this and this. They might bite your head off for a first bit because they're struggling with something themselves. But acknowledge it to them going, I've noticed this and I'm worried. They might bite your head off at the start, but... Down the line, they will appreciate that you help them get out of that situation or you help them yeah. with that. And you hope that they do. Sometimes yeah. you've got to walk away because they're not really ready to accept yeah. it. And you've got to walk away and accept that fact too as yourself. Yep, Exactly. That's the thing. You've got to make sure that you've done your part. There's only so much you can do if that person doesn't want to admit that there's something going on. But you've got to make sure that you're doing the right thing by that person. If something horrible happens, you don't want to have that guilt saying, I I could have done this, I could have done that. Ticking that box right there. That's the main thing about this episode was I just wanted to make sure that everyone understood that there is all these issues going on. And just because 
you probably don't see them firsthand doesn't mean that they're not happening and doesn't mean that they're not yeah ongoing issues and if they are happening to you there's so many places that you can go to get help and that people want to help you that everyone's everyone's bag that they're carrying is different and you yeah. just need to understand that and appreciate it so i think don't judge don't don't judge and don't pull someone down and pick them to pieces if you don't know what's in their bag mm-hmm. just be kind so hopefully for some of you this is an eye opener to what is happening around you and hopefully some of you that are listening to this, you can go and get that help that you need. I just wanted to say thank you, Vicky, for being on Life Survival Kit today. It was a really good episode and it's been a pleasure to have you on for the second round. Oh, thanks. thanks for having me back. I'm, I'm surprised you got me back. Like, oh my gosh, she was hard. <laughs> <laughs> oh, definitely not. It was, yeah, really great to have you on and a great message that I hope the right people hear. So thank you. And remember, keep working. Thank you for listening to Life Survival Kit. I hope you enjoyed this episode and don't forget to tune in next week to hang out with me and listen to the newest episode of Life Survival Kit.